I've always felt that the salaries that the clubs pay players are crazy and unrealistic. The word we have tried to use so many times. We have tried not to use so many times, but we have to use again. Shame on you. This is Sports 360. Well, here we go again. It's season two, episode 19 of your favorite podcast, Sports 360. And it's the penultimate edition for season two. And today we have an all football lineup. Let me Welcome my co-presenters, Yemi Adesai and Bode Ogutui, uh, to the studio. And, um, well, guys, finally, finally, the MPFL has started after, I think, a five-month hiatus. Mm-hmm. I think the longest close season in football history, <laughs> if I can say that. <laughs> or maybe in Nigerian football, maybe we have longer close season elsewhere. I don't know. But, um, but for me, it's been a good start. But it's a bit of a false start in some ways. You know, the football has been decent. We've had um, some very good games, a couple of away wins, a six-goal humdinger, you know. Um, but we've also had some not-so-savory uh, incidents, you know. So, by the one game has been postponed indefinitely. indefinitely. Sunshine Stars, Wiki Torres, uh, there were issues with fans in another game. And all of that. The opening game was moved from venue to venue across um, from time to time, from time to time, within three four hours until it settled for one venue. So, what do you make of the MPFL's uh, start season opener so far, buddy? First off, um, let, let, I, 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 I want to congratulate them for starting the season as advertised. Mm. Um, it's it's rare for the for for the uh, for like, day to be picked. for day to be picked and for the day to be uh, to, to, to be certain and to be, you know, so for them to pick a date, I know that there, there, there was a lot of skepticism when, when the date was announced. Oh, it's a week before Christmas. Will they wait until after Christmas? Mm-hmm. Usually, when they pick dates like this, it gets pushed onto the new year. Especially yeah. when there's a major, major tournament like the Nations Cup coming. Coming up. And then it gets pushed to after the, after, after, mm-hmm. after the Nations Cup. Those were our fears here. Yeah, those were our fears here, yes. But um, they still all those fears. They pick the day. They they, they, they they are bided by it, and the league kicked off, which is good. But like you said, a few hiccups. Um, from the opening day on Friday, where the game was to be played at two venues and at two different times, until finally it was it was it was um, the game was played at one venue, and then the drama of the games that that, that made up the rest of the of, of the one on Sunday. Um, for the first day of the league, DG. Um, it, there are too many incidents, too many. Okay. Um, and I, as as it's as it was before, we will also admonish the 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 LMC to to make to ensure that there are speedy decisions are taken. Next year is going to be very very busy for busy for, for everybody, <laughs> Nations Cup, World Cup, and all that. Uh, and so any decision that drags, like this game that has been, that was postponed indefinitely. You've got to find a day to stick it as soon as possible. As possible yeah. But all that, all that aside, DG, like you said, there, there was crowd trouble in one arena. Remember that the past two seasons or the past season, there, there was there, no crowds were allowed into arenas, and there was there was no conversation, no announcement that crowds would be allowed to watch games. Protocol, yeah. So as it is now, we are not sure whether it's on for crowds to show up at, at the arena or not. We've got to be clear on that. And if 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 there are, if there will be crowds present, given the new threats that we are seeing every day uh, um, in the news and on social media, we, we've got to understand what do we need to do to ensure that things don't get out of hand because 
people are gathering. Hey, did you drive around Lagos? I said that nightclubs are open. Mm. There are rallies everywhere. Cinemas are open. Yeah, uh, there are concerts. There are concerts. So you can't say there shouldn't be crowds at football, football venues. Football games, yeah. But if there are no crowds at football games, you've got to know what are the things what, that... What are the protocols? What are the protocols mm, that, that, that should observed. go with this? So yeah. I, I, I guess, yeah, the, the, the league has started, but there, there's still a lot, a lot of things, questions unanswered, and a lot of failures to be, you know, that, 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 that the LMC need to shine the light on. Mm. So we can we can say that. So we do well, know it, know what you've done well. Mm. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, we've heard about a couple of sponsorships, um, an alcoholic brand with some, even though there's not enough clarification there. But I will also hear that a betting company ha- has signed up, which well, it is good, although we do not know, <laughs> as always, uh, the terms and conditions have been locked in the central bank vault, apparently. We don't know what the terms and conditions for some of those deals are. But it's a good thing that some kind of sponsorship is coming into the league. We hear the betting company is a heavy amount of money. Speculations that that's in the realm of 500 million a season. If that's true, that's great. Um, but I always feel that when you do these things, you should, we need to know what the clubs, who are the primary, who should be the primary beneficiaries of sponsorship deals, what the clubs are getting. Having said that, what are your expectations for this season? Both from a sponsorship perspective and from the football inside. Uh, I think on Friday morning, I tweeted that, you know, next season starts today. I'm looking forward to a good, hitch-free season where the rules and the regulations are followed and executed to, to a T. Mm. And uh, hopefully we get, you know, the best of football that we can, you know. Hopefully. That will entertain the fans. Um, obviously, from an administration perspective, we're already... Stepping on several landmines. Mm. Uh, from a sponsorship perspective as well, a lot are still not clear. Why do I say a lot is still not clear? From the betting company's perspective, at least I was at the first game. And for a betting company that is sponsoring the league, there should be some kind of fanfare, some kind of activation or what have you. I didn't see that. Um, for the beverage company, there's a bit of a, I don't know, is it gray, gray, area? gray area? Yeah. Concerning who actually are the beneficiaries of that deal. Of that deal. If they're sponsoring the Eastern teams because the company in question or the brand in question is quite dominant in the East. Hmm. So I find it interesting when the brand comes out and says they're sponsoring the teams based in the east and I see DLMC front and center. It's a bit, it sends a very funny, you know, worrying kind of yeah, message. Um, we want to see more companies, more brands coming to our football, our domestic football especially. But with shenanigans like this, it makes it completely difficult. Mm. So for instance, First day of the season, confusion on venue. How does a brand that is willing to activate? What do they do? How do they, they set up logistics? From point A to from B. Point a to point B. We were, have... Ideally, they should have done that the day before. Oh, day yes. Before. So if three hours to the game, we're say arguing, where would the match be played? So how does that brand, you know, get things around to reach their quote-unquote teaming customers? Secondly, like we said, 
it's also important to know how much each team gets. We know it is not profitable to play this league. Everybody knows that. But it would be nice to know what each team gets for participation, for placement, the difference between first, second, third, you know, like that. It would be nice to know. And I said that I'd be sure that this time around, they will get their prize money. Mm. You know, so it would be nice to have those kind. I think this year, one thing the LMS has to do is those communication lines should be clear. They shouldn't be blurred. It is such things that make it difficult for sponsors to want to come into the league. Mm. Okay. Um, but let, let's focus on the football now. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Aqua United defending champions started with a 3 0 whitewash of Cano Pillars. Remo Stars newly promoted to the league, started with an away win uh, against MFM in the opening game of the league. We had your team, Shooting Stars, going to Gombian. Nicking a point that's never with ten men, with ten men, with ten men. That's never easy. So we had a couple of players uh, score brace in their opening game. I think Junior Lucas and one other player, and also we had a six-goal exciting three-three draw between Hanan and Nasrawa and all of. So, and from a footballing perspective, it looks exciting. We always criticize this league, but the number of goals, but I think twenty-three goals were scored in the nine games, mm. which is that's not healthy. Bad. That's not bad. So. Um, from a footballing perspective, what should we expect um, from the teams? Uh, who maybe two, three teams you pick might be there or thereabouts at the end of the season? Um, first off, that, that game between Aqua United and Cano Pillars was started, started as the, the, the game, game of the weekend. Of the, weekend game, game, the game, game to look out for. Aqua United turned all that vision into rubbish with, the, with, the, with, their, with their football. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's, um, yeah, Cano Pillars, they do so far. So, they, they do so far some embarrassing losses on the road, but you remember they, they, they just came off um, um, they just came off um, an invitational tournament that they won mm. yeah. uh, in, in Abuja. So they, they look to be the best because they, they played the game in a tournament setting yeah. over over forty towers and they did well. So yes, so you, you, you can't say that they were not ready. Yeah, and, and Aqua United just took them apart just like that. Showed that um, uh, somebody have, said the windfall Aqua United got before the game was serious <laughs> motivation. Serious <laughs> motivation. Maybe that's a lot of money giving. I think giving how um plus of plus land, of land yeah. like that. So yeah, well, we, we, they were we, happy. They're, they're happy, but even so, but you 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 will, you will feel no, that. That's just an aside. I know, but <laughs> the kind of players will want to go there. Actually, like, you know what? You are champions, but because that's really what happens. Yeah. Oh, you are champions. We are coming out to show you that hey, you are lucky last year or something like. Or we are ready to challenge for it, but. So I, I think Aqua United, of course, goes straight to the top of my, uh, to, 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 to the top of my reckoning as a team to watch out for. I like what I've seen with uh, Yimba. With of course, Yimba, no, no matter mm. who coaches Yimba, they're always there or thereabouts. Mm. And now to have Infinity George, I saw some of his, some of the training videos that the team posted online. It looked different. Yeah. It looked different. Mm. Long, may, long may it continue. Yeah. Uh, but, but you know, Nigeria, sometimes <laughs> uh, preparation and the, and the outcome, it, 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 it sometimes does not match. Mm. Although, Ogumbote with with di- rem- different teams and now the way I started with Remo Stars have shown that sometimes when you have a reputation and you, and you do things in certain ways and you get the logistics to back you up because he went to Sunshine Stars and his, his, his nose was bloodied um, while the romance lasted they, they were a good team to watch so um, I'll pick Remo Stars as the dark horses Eimba mm-hmm. and Eimba and, mm-hmm. and, um, and uh, Aqua United. United if 
Aquadetta don't get distracted at some point because, you know, when Nigerian teams go, go on the continent, sometimes they get distracted or some of their players go abroad because that usually happens. And so it, they get depleted or they, they get pulled out of shape. If they're able to keep the, 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 to keep their focus, I think they play some good football last year. The same coach, the government, the, 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 the logistics seems to be going working. well for working mm. for them. Um, so, Aqua United, Aimba, Remo Stars as the dark horses. Okay. They might not be champions, mm, but, but they will roughly, roughly, roughly feel feathers. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Is this your choice of Remo Stars because of our, uh, <laughs> our uh, your, your Remo origin? Both of you. <laughs> you, know, Remo you, origin. you know, you know, you know, give it a choice between, between Shooting Stars and Aqua United <laughs> and, uh, and Remo Stars. The odds are that I'll pick Shooting Stars. But until I see Shooting Stars, I was going to say oh, the question of shooting stars. What are your expectations? I was going to say that they question. have two tough games coming up. I think mm-hmm. that will show us. I mean, I, I was waiting for to see them play those two games. Okay, I just want them to get a result in the, in Gombe. But their coach did say that oh, we, 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 we couldn't win in Gombe because of the travel fatigue, hmm. and that is that's a huge talk that's coming huge, from yeah. The yeah, it's huge talk. But also that's, that's part and parcel of the league. Yeah, it is. That it is. But also time. for them to get a point in Gombe is it's. Mm. So now they have Aquanata and Anima coming back to back. Mm. Wow. So I do, and I think those two will show, show me what they are made what of. They are made of. Uh, Yemi, um, but they mentioned Anima. We're going to talk a bit about Anima um, later on in the podcast. But Anima and the Finidi George thing, it started very well. It started well. We've seen how it's handled things. And I think it's a good template that someone like Finidi George. Is starting not exactly from the bottom of the ladder. Yeah. Well, or he's blooding his nose and dirtying his hands at a regular coaching job. Hopefully he'll do well and get um on to go on to greater and higher things. So what are you expecting from him and Aimba? Or what would you see as a successful season for Finity George and Aimba? Does he have to win the title or is just the style of play and the quality of football that we want to see? Well, I think, man, if you don't win the title, you're, you're way out. So, well, at least we know that we can gauge success very variously. Would that be, a, if he doesn't win the title, would that be a disaster? For any man, that's a disaster. No, for, for Finidi, George. For Finidi, maybe not. Okay. Uh, he's a guy that, you know, I've liked him since his debut at 91 for the Super Eagles. Mm. Um, probably the Super Eagles player that I'll see and I'll be potentially starstruck. Mm. So I do wish him in, well, I was very happy when I got the job that yeah. finally he finally gets an opportunity to show what he can do. Now, at Aimba, it's a huge pressure cooker. Of, we'll get into the continental part. Yeah. But I do think that with the things that I've seen, I'm trying to get him to come on the podcast as, as well. With the things that I've seen, I like the direction they're going to. Uh, I spoke to the media officer last week. I was telling me how hands on. He is with respect to the training, you know, and everything that they do at the club. And I, I, it's giving us very good vibes. And I just wish that, you know, those vibes can translate to good results. But I do think that because of the size of the job that he has taken, and then if I haven't won the title, in, you know, in a bit, that is a huge job that if he can't deliver the title, then that pressure and either increases. Make, make the continent at least. Probably. They will make the continent. I, I think Aimba have the know-how to know 
how to navigate themselves. At least deliver that continental football. Mm. But one of the title might be tough, but they are my favorites anyway. Mm. Okay, buddy. Um, let's round this up on this. Um, security is always an issue with our league. Um, we've already seen one or two traces of that, which is unsavory. Um, the referee's indemnity we hear, one of the sponsors will take care of it. We hope that's the case. And we hope that ends it. It would so be nice. Clubs, sorry, it would be nice to know the sponsor. That would no, take I think it, we heard. Uh, what, what I heard was that the betting company would take care of I that. And you guys will know when, mm. because but, we always hear this. <laughs> they, they, so, but administratively, what are the things that need to change? You know, we have we have a new LMC CEO, somebody we all love and respect. There is no me, but you and I know he's got an onerous task on his hands to sanitize this league. So where and where should he focus? What and what should he do? And um, administratively, what are the things that need to be uh, 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 laundered? No, no, that's not a good word. What are the things to be retuned, retuned. and rejigged for better uh, league management? Funny thing, uh, ever since the, um, since the news first filtered out that he was going to get the job, um, because... Uh, um, there's some of and I go way back from, yeah. from, from, from his playing days. Mm. And we've been talking back and forth. He seems he got to make changes. Um, but, you're, you're, but you and I also know that. It's not that simple. It, it's, exactly. It's not that simple. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I also had a, a good relationship with the former, former chairman. And even though he, he, he was also close-mouthed, he won't discuss every, everything that's going on, but you could see that there are, there, are, there are some internal things that challenge whoever it is that wants to make wholesale changes. Mm. Um, I was privy to, for instance, let, 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 as an aside, let, let, let me just share this with you. I was privy to the going, going ons in the, um, the NLO, bo, NLO uh, AGM. Okay. That's the, the, uh, the, second, the second division, as, as it were. And some of the things that they were, they were saying there at, the, at that level, Will tell you that it, it will take more than more than stubbornness and grace to, to push things through. They were discussing how to ensure that no team gets relegated, and they were discussing it and, and how to accommodate those who have been pro- how to accommodate the team that 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 that, that will be promoted from the lower cadre without without getting the media to make too much noise. <laughs> At so that level. At that level. <laughs> at that level. Anyway, they just see the, the thing I, I I first off it, it's got to ensure that the information flow is good. That that, that has been off going on since forever. The information flow has got to be good. It's got to ensure that between the between the sponsors, because it's one thing for sponsors to say they take care of some things. It's another thing for for um for um logistics to, to actually to, work. To, to, to actually work. Mm. Because like 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 you noted, people are People have been old from past seasons, mm. okay. That in the information on, on how they are going to go go about it. Are they clearing backlog first? Are they going to face this season and then talk about backlog later? The information mm. flow has got to be good. Okay, okay. Let, 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 let's end it at that. I mean, the, let's wipe the slate clean. We do know that there's been uh, some hiccups at the start, uh, but I, I think at the end of the day, we want to give the new LMC CEO and the new season a chance. To prove us wrong, we have our doubts about a lot of things. We hope a lot of things will change. And we wish David Sinomumi all the best as he tries to rejig this league for better performance. Thankfully, also, we know there are a couple of sponsorships. Long may they continue. And more, we wish more 
sponsorships will come because like the, the Zoe Logan balance now we own and this league we need to build it because we've often criticized NFL for concentrating too much on the Super Eagles. We feel that we need to grow this league properly, organically and make sure that we develop a conveyor belt of players coming through for all the national teams. On that note, we're still sticking to an MPFL club that's Aimba. We discussed Aimba a little bit. And um, the shocking news came across a couple of days ago. Aimba are out of the continent, not on the football pitch, but in the boardroom. I thought it was only here that we had boardroom points and boardroom matches. Aimba were supposed to play first leg against Ali. He had some issues happen. They didn't make it there. Uh, that game was cancelled or postponed. They came back to Nigeria to play. I think it was in Portaco they eventually played. Aimba won that game 2 0, which was the second leg. And then there was those have a rescheduled first leg. But maybe we can fault Aimba a bit here because it was said that they were going to play between the 17th and the 19th. And they were going to play in Libya. But somehow, news didn't filter through to Aimba, didn't get the information. Aimba, because Aimba actually played <laughs> week one. Mm-hmm. So, this is my criticism of Aimba. I would have felt, knowing what has gone on, why don't you make sure that by the 16th, you are in Libya? Waiting for the information about the game. Because now they were giving the information two days before and it was logistically impossible for them to make it. And of course, they were walked over all kinds of shenanigans going on. Um, it was, I think it was an Egyptian that did all of that. So there's this talk about the Arabs yeah. just snookered Aimba into a corner and Long and short, Aimba out. What were the mistakes? What were the lessons to be learned? Even you know, we is there ever a year that we don't have that Nigerian teams don't have issues with logistics mm. or arrangements, travel, and what have you? But I, I, in in this case, I, I don't think it's a, it's a logistics or travel no. issue. I, I say why I, I kind I, I of think, blame I him. think this this goes deeper than that. Yes, we know that across Africa. That's what I think, buddy. But I felt that. I feel personally, I mean, I don't know whether you guys are, I felt Aimba could have, should have sensed this yeah. and worked against it yeah. by making sure they were in Libya. Exactly. That's my view. Because after the is, the instance of the first case mm. where the match was scheduled to be played in Tunisia and they had arrived in Morocco, now they couldn't, you know, travel to Tunisia and then all the shenanigans that happened afterwards, there's a lot of back and, and forth. And haven't also won the first leg. Yeah, they should have been leg positioned that even if it's to have somebody petition the calf on a daily basis, when is this match going to be? When is we need to get clarification. You can't keep going and say, oh, you didn't receive communication. You didn't know. One, Ayas has been on this beat for too long. Mm. He's been on this beat for so long that he knows the politics and shouldn't be found wanting at this instance, because a good opportunity, they've missed it, and the fact that this happens consistently for Nigerian teams that they are found wanting on the continent because of logistics, I think that they've done a world of wrong for themselves not to have been ahead of the curve, or even two steps ahead of the curve, knowing that these guys had their plan. They should have been in a position to be ahead of them with information and logistics. But what could anyone have done differently? I'm just looking at the um, at the at the reports sent, and something caught my eye. Okay, 
Um, yes, in, in by negligence, I'm reading the, um, I'm reading the, I'm, re- I'm reading reports sent by somebody looking at, look, look, looking at the timeline. Yeah, timeline and, and, and the, looking at the places where they're supposed to go. Said, why Leimba, in fact, neglected their, um, uh, their, their, their negligence because they didn't do their due, due diligence, right? They said the host did not perform his duty in telling him all the things they need to know. Now, remember that when they were coming here, anybody did everything to ensure yeah. that... Even got, a, got the COVID exemption. Exactly. Hmm. Now, in their own case, they didn't tell him about all, all, they, all they needed to know. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the Tunisian authorities, where they are going to play, they said they require travelers to present va- va- a vaccination, va- vaccination Are you talking passport. about the original game? The yeah, the original game. Yes. Okay. That the, the computer within 1920 uh, days, and they, they also say they are saying that even if Aimba had traveled, the 14 day window would have, would have not be, they, they would not fulfill that. They, 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 even they are traveled, they, they, they would still would not be able to, 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 to play the game. That's the, the original game that was canceled. Or this one, this, this, this one, the time was too short between this one was taken and when, when it was communicate, communicated to them. Okay, let me so it, it was based on that that Aimba asked for another. Dates. And then Calf comes and says, And then Calf says that it depends on the club. The club. And the club now says, No, we are not agreeing. And so Calf said, Okay, so if so the club don't that, agree. That, 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 that's like, that's a, it, it's, it's very untidy on the part of Calf. I mean, yes, we have invited uh, the so, so this is my question, buddy. Because one of the most vaunted gains of this present NFF is, is gotten people in Calf into FIFA and all of that. Our People in CAF, what has anybody tried to do about this? I know a top Nigerian is in the Interclub Committee, yes. one of the most powerful committees in CAF. What, I mean, because it just goes beyond um, just existing in these places. You've got to be able to protect what is yours. Yep. So I really don't see how this would have happened without any protection, quote unquote. Coming from Nigerians at that level, buddy, I agree with you. Unfortunately, when it comes to um, Nigerians at, in, in CAF and and um, Nigerian affairs, um, we've always come up, at least in recent times, with the short end of the stick. Because in all in all these things that you are blaming blaming Aimba, remember that for every team that goes on the continental assignments, the NFF imposes on them. As to their traveling party at the cost they're, of the club, the, mm. the maybe the head of delegation, exactly somebody from the NFF. Everything that happens to every, every uh, whatever happens to every team playing the car, everything it filters through the mm. football federation. Sure. And so I'm thinking, or I believe that in this instance, Amber should not have been left to run this thing alone. Yeah. The, NFF, the NFF should have been should have been guiding them all every step of the way. And I and it, look so if we are going to blame Imba for this, don't also neglect to point the finger at the NFF mm-hmm. because they are the over they are the um uh they, they are the ones that are overseeing it. They, they have the oversight functions, and so yes, if let's agree that Imba were negligent, what about those who have who had the oversight functions, those who had direct links because every correspondent comes to Imba through the yeah, NFF, through the NFF. Mm-hmm. so they should have been advised. 
whoever it is that was going to go with the Imba, or whoever that said, because the NFF cannot just be sending people to go on the bill of someone to events without doing what something. What they are supposed to do. So it's, I think it is a failure that filtered down from the top. The systemic failure. Exactly. So it's, I, I don't think, I, look, this is not an Imba matter. Not a, because tomorrow, tomorrow, it, Nigeria. tomorrow it might be the, the sort of shooting stars. Yeah. They're actually representing Nigeria. They're Nigeria's representatives. Yeah, so. What am I even saying? It's happened to shoot stars before now. <laughs> Remember our game against strangers when we do, look. <laughs> don't, let, don't let me go this. <laughs> All right, Yemi. Um, it's unfortunate that this sort of thing has happened to Aimba because um, unfortunately, that's the only club that had a chance of getting yeah. the continent. So it brings us down to the fact that Aimba are out, not for footballing reasons, but for non-footballing reasons, so to speak, administrative reasons. But he, bottom line, no Nigerian club side on the continent. And to me, it doesn't appear as if administrators are worried about this trend. It always appears as if it's just, let's go to the World Cup, Super Eagles, Nations Cup, Super Eagles. The fact that the last time, maybe, when, when was the last time we played in the final of a continental competition? Ah, it's as almost it's getting it's almost twenty years that Imba won two thousand and three and yeah. won two thousand and ten two thousand and four yeah. I think we're in twenty twenty one. I don't I don't think any Nigerian club is nowhere near winning in the next four five years. No, I hope I'm wrong, of course, but it doesn't seem like because we're even struggling to get to the group to stage, the group stage in the first place, and we're even talking about the second cadre, second tire of continental competition. So this poor performance on the continent. Um, it's a direct, direct offshoot of some of the lapses in the league that we've been yeah. talking about. And, you know, these are consequences of not having a properly run league. Yeah. It's, it's staring us in the face. Inside the league, just last week, virtually all the guys we play against have fully functional leagues who, that are somewhat even deep in this is the season. This is the season. I think the guys in South Africa started in August. Egypt, I think they are probably at March Day 10. You know, we can go on and on. We have all the teams on the continent. Uh, United, I don't know how many games, whether friendly or otherwise, they played before their first leg of their CAF Champions League qualifying round. They got knocked out in the first round. Universal United, same thing. Why? Because they didn't have enough competitive games to get through. They 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 had just finished the league run and they're waiting, not knowing when the league will start. But they have a continental you assignment. Know, assignment. How do you go play guys who are far ahead in the progress of the, their league the of things already? Yeah, and expect you know to get a good result. So this is a continuous thing that will continue to happen whether we like it or not. Alright, buddy. Um, go, looking forward now, what do we need to do to improve our fortunes on the continent? Because obviously, we are way, way behind the rest of the continent in club side football right now. Let's say, maybe a five-year plan. What do we need to do to get back to a semblance of competitiveness on the continent for our club sides? DG, first off, it's, 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 it's the system. 
Mm. One of the major disadvantages we have is the ease with which our players yeah. leave. <laughs> move from club to club, even locally no, and internationally. No, it's even, from, even locally. Even locally. Mm. It, it's, it's, um, it, it's, it's, it's so untidy. Yeah. Apart from the drain, like I, I spoke about how uh, Aqua United will likely lose some of their players. Mm. The odds are that the top player, the top scorer last season, Gone. By the time by by the time January February comes around, Probably it's gone. gone. So we, we've got to our transfer system has to be cleaned up. Mm. There yeah. are too many agents in the background scoring from place to place. Yeah, and there are too, too many, many people. Uh, there are too many loopholes that 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 is really exploited. One of the things that Egyptians did a while back was that you know they, they said until the player gets to a certain age, they, they can't leave. But that was because they could earn decent money yeah. playing at yeah. home. So that's why I said it's the system. As long as people have the chance, people could, can, can get the opportunity to earn, to earn better wages anywhere else, they'll find a way to live. And also, Deji, like, like it's, it's, everything comes to the system. A lot of our players become academy players when it's time to travel. <laughs> <laughs> Please explain that. I don't get that. <laughs> Somebody who had played for Enugu Rangers. No, scratch that. Somebody who has played for a team for two or three years. Mm -hmm. When it's time to go abroad, he's 18. No, no, that's not the age. It's not the age. age. Okay. You realize that. It's not old. It's it's not not owned by Enugu Rangers. He's playing on loan to Enugu Rangers. And then they they revert him to. And like, it soon becomes, it becomes, it becomes an academy. And so, he goes. And the academy that sells. The academy that sells. Meanwhile, sorry to continue. Meanwhile, that in itself, I don't know if it's that we don't realize it, actually devalues the player. The player. player. Yes, it does. But we keep doing it like, you know. Like it's normal. And I've always said that, sorry, because it's something that particular aspect I'm very passionate about. I always say that is the cause of our insincerity, the lack of sincerity in the football structure that this happens. Why do I say that? What would it cost a club? Yeah, I'll mention the names, Rangers or Anahimba or Canopilas to go to an academy. We like this player. We'll pay 300,000 for him. Right? You take the player and put a sell-on clause, 10, 15%, 20%, whatever it is you agree. So that by the time that guy has played two years, two seasons in the league, his player passports, his stacked-up stats that can be related to, that he's played at league, at the top league. Mm. So when you're then selling him, you can put a premium on that experience. And then when you sell him, that club, that we're responsible for producing, we'll get a percentage of it. Mm. And when it still moves on, you put a sell-out clause on that move again, that the money will still trickle down through perhaps uh, training compensation and solidarity payments. But no, we will not do that. We will rather do this, our loan. And I think that they need to reduce the number of loans. Exactly. Because imagine imagine if a, a team goes, in, goes into a season with your two players and 18 of them are on loan. <laughs> <laughs> 18 on loan. 
so, so okay. if seven of them are going to be transferred, none of them belongs to the, to, so, to the club. Uh, this brings us back to the NPFL. Even the, the structures governing the league, the rules and regulations of the league have to be tidied up. It has to be tidied up. It has to be. And if sometimes the rules are there, yeah. but they ignore them. The rules are there, but they are ignored. And there are because no, the people there are no who are perpetrating this, this fraud, they are within the system. Yeah. They are within mm-hmm. the club structures. And they, like, look, like, and they protect themselves. Mm-hmm. So, instead of the clubs to be making money, individuals, individuals, individuals are making are money. Making money. Mm. Mm. That's a very valid So, it, look, so it is, this, it is the structure. And as long as that structure is there, any success you get on the continent, it's not, it's not, um, how do I put it? It's not planned. It's by chance. Mm. Yeah, yeah, accidental. It's accidental. Mm. All right. So, it does look, seem to me, sorry, that, um, we are not nowhere near success on the continent anytime soon. No, but, we are not. But know, it looks like we are far, far, oh, we are very far, far, far away from, from, from that. Because, and, no, because, <laughs> because you take you take this, this structure and then you face teams that organize that from South Africa, from North Africa, and you are looking for a miracle. No, wait now. How do you compete with Alarali that spends upwards of 20 million euros in the transfer market? You know, that's not even my point. Is it? My point is that even the li- you yes, those clubs are established, but even the little that you have, if you manage it, manage properly, it well, manage it well. You know, it's not every club. Just like we have at the top level, some clubs are what a billion pound clubs. Some are operating in the fifty hundred pound yeah. league, but they are still well structured. They still make a profit. Mm-hmm. They are still uh, properly run, and they are still growing. What we are talking about here is that even the little money that we have. Is not being properly managed to bring about positive changes yeah. in the league. Uh, and we can go on and on and on about it, but I think we have to leave that. It's unfortunate that a team like Enyimba, who uh, it would have been great to see Finidi take that team to the continent yeah. and see how well they go or how far or how deep they go into the tournament, but all that is a moot point now. We don't know what's going to happen. Finidi, George, and his team will have to settle for the league and let's see. Hopefully, they'll get back on the continent and they will handle things better. Um, next time. And another aspect we've always said is that you have to have specific, I'll continue to say this, at the um, threat of sounding like a broken record. We have to take specific steps to grow the league. One of those steps, I feel, I've been saying it for years, is that if you're going to have a squad of 23 for the national team for matches, let four of them, by degree, come from the local league. Let it be done. Because what that does, in my view, is it creates interest. Journalists will be speculating who are the four players that deserve to be there. Those players, you are increasing their value on the long run. It, 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 it creates a buzz, it creates a conversation. It creates a buzz, it creates a conversation. And then, you know, you have also created a potential line of international for the local for the local So scene. when you are now looking to sell those players, mm. they can be sold as super and for those And for those players, well. there is an incentive yeah. to say, if I do well in this league, I have a shot. shot. At the super. You have, because when England protected their youngsters by limiting yeah. the number of youngsters you could have in, the pre- in your clubs in Premier League and all of that, it was a deliberate policy to protect their youngsters. We have to Come up with deliberate policy to policy. promote this league. We, 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 we talked about Egypt um, um, yeah. a few minutes ago. So when they said the you same cannot thing. move at a particular time. You've got to okay. have deliberate policies. Let's move to our final topic on this podcast, which is also football. 
and we go to the apex body in football, FIFA. We've talked a bit about this before on the podcast, and um, it's about FIFA's uh, biennial battle. I call it that. <laughs> um, the battle to foist a two-year cycle World Cup on the rest of us. FIFA had a, I think it was, would you call it an AGM or AGA, a FIFA General Assembly a couple of days ago. Uh, as Venga was there, as Venga spoke about the two-year cycle. This and man he, not tarnishing his And, 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 and he, he, talked, he talked about, he talked about people who are against the two-year World Cup being emotional and not facing facts and all of that. And Infantino also talked about what this does for football. But let me just read a few things I picked from and their meeting and all of that. It's obvious now that it's all about money. For FIFA, there'll be an increase in revenue from 5.3 billion to 8.6 billion. A 3.3 billion increase in revenue over the four-year cycle if the World Cup is played every two years. Each national association will be allotted 12.1 million pounds in additional funds. 16 million dollars. That is to attract the so-called lesser countries. Maybe this is why 54-0 was a vote in Africa. Maybe when they saw the pound money they were going to get, they voted en masse for it. But I, I can bet you across at least half of Africa, that money will not trickle down. Plans to reduce a gap in funding between the richest and the poorest countries and in turn, increase this is as Venga talking, increase chances of players from poorest countries being uh, developed to their full potential. So if they, if they have more money, um, but FIFA's proposal will lose domestic leagues and UEFA about six point one billion pounds per season hmm. in lost TV rights and commercial agreements. So those ones are fighting back. Funnily, UEFA published a report uh, by a consultancy firm that says changes to international calendar will see revenues drop between two point one and two point six billion pounds for European national federations across a four-year cycle. For me, between UEFA and FIFA, all I've seen are figures and figures and figures. The primary stakeholders, the players that are going to play these matches, they are not even, you're not even discussing with them. You're not, so I suspect that there will soon be a player revolt because it's as if the players are beasts of burden or guinea pigs. The players are not part, I don't think any player group was invited to all these discussions. So you want the players to just keep playing. UEFA also talking about, I'm not, I'm not supporting UEFA here because UEFA also talking about UEFA, Common Ball, uh, League. League. So it's all about <laughs> money I'll earn, money I'll gain. You're not thinking, okay, a player in a top club from South America, even from Africa, from Europe, when is he going to get a summer to rest? A two-year cycle means if you are from Europe, you are going to play the UEFA Europa League. I mean, sorry, the European Nations Cup. You are going to play World Cup. Yep. In between, there is UEFA Nations. Yep. They want to do this UEFA Comet Ball. If you are a South American player, you play Copa America. You play UEFA Comet Ball. You are, you are going to play. You know, you are just loading and loading. And it is the same set of players. It is the high-level players that we know that you expect to be playing these matches year in, year out, week in, week out. It's insane. And I think it was uh, the goalkeeper of... Um, one goalkeeper, Real Madrid goalkeeper, said in one interview, and it was like... Tibo Kota said, they are discussing all these things. 
they are not even considering the health of the players. In a, you know, so buddy, I don't know what you make of it, but if for me, for you to be saying play, 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 not considering the health and the impact of this, because if you now say that a four-year cycle will bring you, a two-year cycle will bring you three points, what stops on you and say, ah, playing the World Cup every year will bring 10, 10 billion. Let's stop playing. Let's stop it. Where do you draw the line? You said um, they, they, they are not considering players. I'm a Yoruba man. I, I, I people have a saying. If you, I, I'm going to say it in English. You can you can translate it to yourself. And people say that the person that is following the egg doesn't know that the hen suffers some pain in laying the, the eggs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think for all these people, all they are seeing is the dollar sign. That's what they're seeing. Because not, you know that's the, the only thing they put there is that more money, yes, more money for national associations, more money for UEFA, and UEFA are battling less money for us because of this thing. So UEFA themselves are not being altruistic; they are protecting their pockets. You know, why do I think that FIFA are looking at the African Cup of Nations? And the and the nations, uh, nations no, is it no, nations? The, the the other one, Chan, Chan. Uh, and Chan. I'm thinking these guys are playing every two years. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you do the same thing? <laughs> you know. But there was a time they were trying to get uh, calf to play every four years. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Try to do that. No, because if 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 the calf uh, nations cup is playing every four years, it means that. They, they won't be sending players to Africa every two two years. Every every, every two two years. You know, my my concern in all of this, but is I'm I when I read all of this, I just focused on the players. I said, come, if I'm a footballer at the moment, and they're how am I going to feel? They are playing. Um, they, they Already, we are playing too many games in all of this. So there are club games in between. So right. of course, there's Champions League. There's all there the club the games. League, there's there are the cups. There are It's it's there are the FIFA windows. All of that. And I, I feel that, just like Tibo Kutwa say, it's because they are not the ones that are going out there every day. Also, remember that when when these guys are running around in the sun, um, like when, when they say they're taking the World Cup to Qatar, people are talking about the heat. Remember that all these executives, they, they sit in air-conditioned boots. <laughs> yes. And watch, and watch. And move from air-conditioned car to air-conditioned air boots. While those ones are running up and down on the pitch. <laughs> Sweat, 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 sweating out their guts. So, okay. I feel the players need to speak out more. If the players have been whispering and giving uh, uh, and giving interviews in isolation, mm. I think they it's have time to, to carry loudspeaker. Uh, exactly. No, they, 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 they need to come up as a union. Come up as a union, as a union. No, because for me, I would have thought that the players are the primary stakeholders. Yes, they are. They are the ones that would actually do the playing. Without them, football doesn't exist. Yeah. I would have thought that you know all of this, you carry them along. You discuss it, these are our plans. Yeah. And this is how it's going to affect you. Nobody seems to care. Do they think the players cannot say no? They are contracted, they can't say no. A player can opt out if he says because what's going to happen, what they don't realize is the real big teams will come out. The real big players will come and say, I've played too many games. I'm, I'm opting out of the work. You, nobody can force you to pay for your national team. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, reading, I'm reading a book about, um, about corruption in FIFA. Yeah. And what I've seen in the few pages I've, I've read so far in the book is that every FIFA president, mm. all of them, 
look for ever since your have lunch, discover yeah. that you could market the World Cup directly and make money. All of them, from Avalon to Blatter, they have, they, they, what, what I've discovered is that they are, look, they, are, they are looking for ways to increase revenue. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all. Maybe, thinking, okay, maybe. you know what? Let, let me yeah, invest, Of course, I'm sure they're on bonuses. I'm so, sure they're on bonuses. I'm not surprised that Infantino is also looking for a way and I, I think he has pulled up and said, look, the only way is let us play more World Cups. Mm. And so, what they have done is they have arrived at the conclusion that they are looking for a way to justify it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because let, let's even look at what's happened later in the Premier League about the COVID situation and all of that. And Premier League comes and says, even if you have 14 feet players, you must play. You must play. Because of the issue of uh, fixture pileup and all of that and all of that. They need to finish this season at a particular time because there's a World Cup coming later next year and all of that. I feel that at some point, like Bodhi just said, there probably will be a player revolt or if they say, okay, the real, because the World Cup wants the big stars to come and the big stars will say, I've had a tiring season. I'm not coming to the World Cup. I want to spend time with my family. They are devaluing the, the competition because if the players cannot be taken along, they might just decide to devalue the tournament by saying, okay, you know what, guys? A Messi says, I'm not coming. A Ronaldo says, I'm not coming. Two or three other top guys say, a Neymar says, I'm not coming. It's like, who are you going to watch? You might feel that is it doesn't matter, but the World Cup is also about creating heroes and creating stars and making legends of these players. So, I don't know what you do. You think the players are too docile? They are too, they make too much money. They are not going, they might not be a player revolt as I'm, maybe I'm being too uh, optimistic about that. Or do you think at some point the players will actually say, hey, hang on here. We are the ones that will play these games and you're overloading us. Do you think there's a possibility of that? Or I'm, I'm being dreaming. I'm, I'm dreaming. <laughs> uh, I think in the case of uh, world football as a whole, in relation to FIFA, uh, I'm not sure the players have ever come out, you know, to condemn, mm. or you make certain comments about policies emanating from FIFA, or uh, the FIFA's policy direction or FIFA's initiatives. What is important is the role of FIFA, yeah, which is supposed to be the umbrella body that represents all professional footballers. Uh, they haven't said anything yet. Maybe they are still trying to understand what the plan is, or they're also you know, conducting their own consultations. But the fact remains that there is absolutely no way this this works out to the benefit of all. They say if it's not broke, don't fix it. It's broke because it's not making enough money for them. <laughs> Apparently, it's the money they're making right no, no. now, it's not, uh, which it's, is... Uh, it's making enough money. 5.3 billion every four-year cycle is not enough. It's not enough. That's what they're saying. It's not enough. And you, you know, every FIFA president seeks to have a legacy. But they just mentioned that. You have Leg- a legacy of more money. <laughs> <laughs> you have, exactly. You have a line from Haviland to Blatter. The legacy was to increase participation Increase the number of teams, and in all of these, they are increasing the number of games at the World Cup. Number of teams, number of, of games are being. You should you should read the book to understand what those increases. Of course, now what it is, and then um, Blatter's legacy was taking the World Cup to different other parts of the, of world, the world, Asia, Africa, as host countries. Mister Fatilo definitely seems to be to make it every two years. 
And the irony is the fact that they've put out the dollar signs. Mm. They filled it out into the news. Like you said, we did have 54 in Africa. If an African nation is going to get $16 million more, <laughs> what's, what's to say they won't vote for that? They've we'll already do. voted for it in uh-huh. Africa. So, so, <laughs> so, but what is also interesting is what's a piece of news that FIFA put out last week. Who the people that they consulted for that poll, I would love to know that sample. No, the the the, the poll, poll about fans wanting it. Fans wanting it. Of course, if the poll doesn't favor it, the poll doesn't favor it, you won't bring it out. Uh, but I will because we've said how did they do their sampling? Exactly, we've said no here. We do know a lot of people in South America and Europe. So when do you find the sample size to get together overwhelming uh, yeah, majority that says yes? They claim that it's a younger demography that wants more World Cup years. And I ask, this younger demography, how much of World Cup have, have they, they seen, seen that they, they want, they want more? more? So, it's antithetical there, there's to just too many, too many, and I also point at Christmas figures as, as a winger because I'm asking, you have a legacy that you created, a name that you built, Somehow, you are probably going to use this whole uh, FIFA development position to tarnish all the good work they have done. I'm not seeing him looking at how they can develop the game across different parts of the world. Obviously, the thinking process is that more money comes into the game, more development. Which for which me, does which for me, which for me, if they know have more works in Africa. It's a fallacy. It's of course. It's a fallacy. More money doesn't mean more development. It doesn't mean more no, no, development. It doesn't. it doesn't because, as as you have seen from the African example, the more money you put to the continent, the more it goes in a sinkhole. <laughs> yeah, at least at least it's sub sub-Saharan Africa. No, you don't need to throw the food back. Just say Nigeria. Oh well. <laughs> no, we had we had we had a survey. You know when we did that report about uh, was Nigeria's World Cup legacy that we um, collected twenty two million dollars over the parents at World Cup. A fellow journalist of mine came on my wall on Facebook and broke it down and said the money was much more than that. That the money we collected was about 34, 35. One of our colleagues, I don't want to mention it, but he broke it down, said the money is about 34, 35 million pounds we have collected from FIFA since 1994 for work up appearances and training grants. And maybe we missed out some things. Training grants. He broke it down. To what and end? I couldn't argue with him. So to what end? 22 million, 34 million. There's nothing on ground. Nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing to, to show. We are still owing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to show. So, well, um, it, it, it's really, it will be interesting to see how this issue plays out because I believe that, I personally believe that between UEFA and Comeball, this it's will die, it, it will die a natural death. But the fact that they are trying so hard to push it through uh, means that there is a belief that more money will probably mean more quality or better football, which doesn't always follow. At all. I mean, it doesn't always follow. I believe that the more money you give to the lesser, the poorer countries, uh, the more, the, the it, better developed. It doesn't even guarantee them qualification. No, what they're saying now is that you don't have to qualify just to collect money. Just to <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to qualify just to collect money. <clears throat> so, so, qualification I is think, not, it's not the bull of contention. I think on that note, <laughs> we end this podcast for this um, 19th episode for season 2. It's been football all through. Hopefully, we'll wait and see how this pans out. Uh, but let me ask these guys a question. Uh, in two years' time, will we have a two-year World Cup cycle, buddy? I don't think so. 
You hear me? I don't think so. Okay? As Venga doesn't agree with the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> As Venga thinks it will happen. Um, so, Buddy Ogutui, Yemi Adesanya, our co, my co-presenters, um, Sports360 pod on Instagram is where you can meet us, uh, you can locate us. We want to thank you so much for always downloading and listening to the podcast. Next week is our final episode for season two and we will be talking about the top 10 sporting moments of the year, both from a local Nigerian perspective and from a global international perspective. That's what you need to look out for for next week's episodes. My name is DJ Motoimbo. Bye-bye.